A few weeks ago, Father Ivan and I were you know, getting lunch in a store nearby, and while we were in line, this man came right behind us and suddenly asked, gentlemen, would you mind if I pay for your lunch today? Um, we looked at each other with a bit of surprise, and after we recovered, we said, well, yes, we accept it, and I know it was so surprising. So we turned to him and said, began chatting with him and asked him, is there anything we can do for you? Can we pray for you? And he said, yes, I, I struggle with anxiety and depression. Could you pray for me? And so we had a, a good conversation, and we prayed for him, all in the midst of his you know, food store. And when I, you know, we got our order and you know, he paid for us, then I, I was, we were just going, supposed to go to the table and have lunch, but it's like I couldn't bring myself to just do that. I I've had this tremendous energy in me that said, I want to do something for someone. You know, I, when you receive such a clear, uh, freely given act of kindness and love and generosity, you feel like you want to be generous yourself. It was a very, very, you know, confirming experience. And it's like the world felt like a brighter place after that. And I tell you this little story because I think that's how it works with being Catholics, with being Christian. Even though the Lord says, these are the first commandments, love the Lord your God and love your neighbor is not really the first thing that happens. It's the second. Because the first thing is, is that we depart from the fact that we have, we have been immensely loved by God. We have been freely and you know, loved by the Lord who has given us all these many things. Our lives, our faith in Him, our skills and talents, people we love. And when that awareness comes upon us. It's like suddenly something in us, something in our hearts cries out, I want to give of myself. I want to love others. I want to be, also be generous with other people. You know, we have a, had a very recent experience of this. Last, yesterday, we had a, an online retreat. We've been doing an alpha course with some, course with some people here at San Anz and other places. And yesterday, we had an online retreat. I, don't, I wasn't sure how much this would really work. I'd never done a retreat fully online. And then we began praying over people through a camera, and it was impressive. So many people afterwards shared their testimonies of the gifts they have received in that prayer, and how most of all they felt this peace and this love come upon them, and how they, it's like you, felt, you feel like you need to give back in a way. When, and when that happens, when you want to give back, here is where the commandments come into play. They give you like a guideline. You know, these are the essentials. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your neighbor as yourself. They provide us with direction. Now, the question we might pose here is when Jesus says that we need, these are the two essential commandments and everything is summarized in these two, does it mean that all the other parts of morality don't really matter? Maybe we have made things too complicated as Catholics. You know, we have so many different customs and things. And I would say, not quite. It's not, that's not what it means. It means that all the other parts of moral life have their justification around love. They are important because they lead us to love. They allow us to love. For example, you know, um, I strive to overcome laziness. 
not primarily because you know having a clean house or showing up on time in my job or being organized is the, my identity as a Catholic, but because with, without those things, if I'm a mess, if I'm very disorganized and, and not good in keeping up with things, it's going to be really hard for me to love other people many times and even to love the Lord. Or take, for example, lust. It's wrong in as much as it, keep, it cripples my ability to love other people. You know, it makes me self-centered, incapable of self-control and faithfulness, and so not someone that can be really trusted. And so I need to be pure to be able to love. And the same thing happens with other virtues. Detachment of things, of possessions, humility, kindness, truthfulness, resilience. All these other virtues and activities find their justification because they enable me to love. And without them, it would be very, very hard. And I would go even one further step here. Even traits that are not a sin, per se, but rather a personality trait or a weakness, may pose an obstacle to love. And in that sense, it's good to try to change them or fight against them, even though I may not need to go to confession for them. I'm thinking here of things like shyness or uh, being very anxious or being very impulsive or a propensity to discouragement in relationships, you know. Again, many of these things are not really moral faults that I need to confess, but uh, they can be an obstacle for my love because, you know, shy, shyness may lead me to keep everything to myself, not really open up with those around me, or discouragement in relationships may lead me to give up easily on people when I should keep trying. So it's good to keep you know, those things in, in check. I, a, a good example that came to mind on this was a, a, a man from Argentina called Enrique Shaw. He was a, a CEO of a big company in Argentina back in the 1900s, uh, and his cause of canonization has been opened. And his, his motto was he wanted to be Christ for people who worked for him. And you can read, actually, in his personal journal Many things he wrote in that note. He says, for, he wrote, for example, I need to smile more often because he would notice that some people were intimidated by him and, and they wouldn't approach him even. So he says, I need to smile more often. Or he would do things like on, on business trips he took to Europe and, and the U.S., he would put this um, paper on the break room in his, in his plant Workers, people in the company could sign, could, could you know, write down things they wanted as a gift that he could bring back for, for them, right? He was a, truly a remarkable man, so well-liked. When he was diagnosed with cancer and blood donors were requested, more than 300 of his employees showed up in the hospital to give blood. And you can ask, you know, what was his secret? Well, I'd, I'd say it was this one. He loved the Lord he loved neighbor. The message came through very clearly to people around him that he cared for them. Now, it's, I would say also, finally, it's not only about removing obstacles. You know, loving other people is not just about taking away the things that can pose some problem. But it's also it's possible to use all the positive elements in our lives and direct them towards love. For example, the use of my free time. I can use my free time just to enjoy myself, or I can use it thinking of other people, 
yes, I need to take a break from the usual duties, but I can also think of, you know, people are so isolated in this pandemic. Is there a way in which I, in our, my free time I can somehow organize something fun to do and bring people together or connect with them online? You know? Or think of, for example, of our career, career advancement. It can be used just as my own ambition. I want to make money, I want to be successful. But it can also be used in the direction of love. And it's, imp it's important for that. You know, I can realize that if I am really good in what I do, if I'm successful, that can be, that can, that's something that gives me authority and influence that can be used in a good way. It's a good example for my family. It's a good, it's, it's a good way to serve people who come to me in my professional life. It's a, it can be a source of inspiration. And that can be used for love, not just in a selfish way. You know, I, I remember I met this very strong Catholic woman back in Portland, Oregon, and I called her Megan. And I began to notice her because every time I, a conversation came around her, people would say, always say to me, isn't she amazing? Isn't Megan amazing? And I was a bit surprised because she's not like someone who has all these professional awards. She's a nurse and a, and a, you know, a, a teacher in the university. But it's, I think it's something about the joy and the love she radiates. She's very, you know, a woman of great faith. And she would use all her skills and her, her ability as a nurse to really care for people and to be a good teacher, to inspire. And I think that's what, that was her secret. You know, she, she's one of those rare individuals who have turned their careers into a vehicle to love the Lord and love other people. So as a, as a practical takeaway this week, I invite you to reflect first on these two things. You know, what do you need to counterbalance? What are the things that are obstacles for love and that you may need to kind of remove or, or counterbalance in your heart? And then consider also how the good qualities that you have can be placed at the service of love. You know, you, I have many, these many good qualities, but am I truly using them to love the Lord, to love others? Or they're just there, they're being used for my own benefit in some way, and that's it. So that's a, a practical homework for this week. But then I also, let me add a, a, another very concrete one. I encourage you to recite these two commandments in your morning prayer. So maybe write them down, take out your Bible, Matthew you know, chapter 22, and write down these commandments. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Because the words of Jesus have power. They come, they enter our hearts and our minds and our souls. And the more you recite them, the more you become like them. So maybe for this week, you know, recite those as part of your morning prayer. May we pray. Lord God, I want to love you with all my heart. It's something so high and demanding for me, Lord, but I do want it. Give me the grace of directing everything I do toward you and toward my neighbor. I know that many times my vision becomes blurry and other ambitions take over. 
that, Lord, bring your peace and your clarity into my soul now, that I may realize that serving you and serving others through my gifts, that's, that's the best kind of life that I can lead. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.